All right. Welcome to this week's roundtable. I'm here with Jeff, and uh, today's conversation is about this question about vision. Yeah. You know, vision is the thing that everybody is talking about when it comes to leadership. Are you a visionary leader? Vision right. this, vision that. And okay, so here's the context. I'm going into this weekend reflecting on the lessons that we've learned as we've gone through 1 Corinthians. And I'm asking the question, how has God shaped us? And moving forward, thinking about a vision for our church to live into. And so I do feel as a, as a pastor, one of my responsibilities is vision, right. is visionary leadership. But right. my thought is that vision is not what people think it is. Right. People think a vision is how big can you grow this thing, this mm -hmm. company or this church or this, mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're leading, how, um, how many wins can you get if you're a coach? Right. Whatever that, that is in your world, right. there's something that vision means that I think as a Christian, vision means something different. So my, my idea is that vision is the ability to see what Jesus sees mm. and lead other people to see it as well. Mm. And so my question to you is, how do you keep your vision sharp? Yeah. Yeah. Personally, as a yeah. pastor. Man, I feel like <laughs> this is the most, I don't know, reductionistic or simplistic answer, but read my Bible a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because the winds of how to define vision can be so much more informed by the voices that surround us in our culture, in other spheres, mm -hmm. that we start adopting those into God's church. And then, so like mm -hmm. this morning, I started journeying through the gospel of John, the contrast of the most incredible consequential movement in the universe, <laughs> the church mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ started with that visionary leader in the most unexpected way. Right. I mean, even mm -hmm. as he's uh, introduced into the narrative and who this guy is that introduces him, John, you know, and then himself, and then the disciples that he picks, all of it is something less than what you would get out of Harvard business school mm -hmm. and how to build yep. a big building and, build yep. a big business and, you know, create the big academy or whatever you're doing. So I'm just saying, I need the Bible. Mm -hmm. I need the Bible to, to reestablish and redefine his terms. Yeah. Um, that's where, yeah, mission, you know, I, I agree. That's, that's where we shape our, our mm -hmm. vision and what's where it comes from the word. Okay. So what is, what are you learning from the word? Yeah. What are you seeing? you know, about the life of Christ and, mm -hmm. and how is it shaping you yeah. today? So um, <laughs> I, I can't help but think about, so I'm watching this documentary. I got you watching it on the Watergate scandal and just watching the way, and that was what, 50 years ago, 50 years ago yeah. um, when it all began a long time ago, right? A lot of water has passed under the bridge since then. But just watching the way that the world system works, how people are led, because that's mm -hmm. part of the drama, right? Mm -hmm. Is how did people receive these news feeds that were coming at them and and kind of getting in their in their mm -hmm. tribes, you know, to to think about. And I remember that my mom and dad constantly talking about, oh, there's no way he could have done that, you know, or whatever. You know, it was mm -hmm. this hot topic, obviously. Yeah. 
scandalous. Um, and then it, you just keep coming back to when Jesus talks to his disciples and says, not so among you, not so among you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anytime you're seeing something go on in the way the world works, that's just the way world systems works. People of power, whether in the private sector, or the public sector, whatever, that power grabbing, that elbowing out, that um, positioning, that's the way the world system is just going to work. Mm -hmm. It has been since the Tower of Babel, right? I mean, yeah. earliest pages of our Bible, not so among you, right? So um, mm -hmm. one of those actually happened as I was finishing up the book of Luke. And I just never seen this before, actually, um, this wording. I mean, I'd seen it before. I'd never, I guess the spirit finally opened my eyes to what was already there. But they begin to argue among themselves, which of them who is going uh, to be the greatest. You know, it's just the ongoing. Oh, <laughs> There's nice. nothing new under the sun, right? So, so we can't be shocked by this. Disciples argue, dispute, you know, wrong. Who's the greatest? So Jesus says to them in that moment, that's the context. Who's the greatest? You know, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them. And those who have authority over them have themselves called benefactors. It is not to be like that among you. But all of a sudden it was like benefactors. And so I just went yeah, on this. What does that have to do with lording it over people? Exactly. To be a benefactor. I was like, what an odd word. What? So I geek out and I, you know, in Greek, it just is very simple word. Good doers right? Here is, as, as I e even looked then through ancient history and stuff and kind of geeked out on this whole term of what he's, what he's describing, because it's capitalized benefactors, mm -hmm. a title, right? Mm -hmm. What it was is even the most despotic, uh, terrible rulers would often call themselves to their people, this Greek word benefactor. And it went in, into ancient Egypt as well, Ptolemy II, different ones, who that became the title they would use above themselves mm. as they are just crushing, putting, you know, mm. people under their thumb and oppressing people. But always it was this thing where they were playing games in their mind. I'm so good to these people. If it weren't for me, this is for your good. Like, oh, no, no, no. It's, I'm so benevolent. We get our word benevolent, right? From the same, same word. And then Jesus says, not so among you. Don't play mind games. Mm. You want to power over people. Now you're going to use flowery words of it's for your good. It's for the greater cause. It's for, but if you become like that, that's not the Jesus way he's saying. I don't know. It's just Whoa. one more of those moments yeah. where it was like this shocking, like, I know what's best for you. I know this patronizing way that leaders can lead and gloss it over in some kind of good doer. And uh, what we know is, no, at the core of that, you want to be on top. It's, so it's calling the that, disciples out. <laughs> so I also started watching this documentary he's referring to. It's called <laughs> Slow Burn. I It's well worth the 12 bucks on Amazon Prime that I had to pay to yeah. watch the <laughs> six episodes. But it's so fascinating because you get a window into... Um, Some of the, the psychology of it, the being yeah. in that orbit of, of power and, and what he's talking about there, that this is how people that don't know God go about. It's, it's how it's been business. going for centuries. Right. This is they, not a new thing. Right? They lord it over. And sometimes it's disguised with benevolence. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm basically buying, mm -hmm. I'm making you a debtor to me by yes. giving you all this stuff. Right. 
you know, and it happens in our government, it happens in China, it happens in any all around. Once you start seeing it, you start looking around either historically or just currently in the landscape of, again, private sector as well as right. civil governments all around. Right. And you're like, oh my word. Yeah. So I just had never seen that directed kind of assault at the future leaders, the apostles here, right. thus through the ages, leaders like me where Jesus is so well it's it's haunting because that's what they were doing is they were going to be the greatest and and Jesus but is we're going out healing people we're going out I'm so benevolent with this but I I can I have the highest <laughs> I heal more people <laughs> yes. than, than all of you and different uh, ways that we we do the same thing and I think that that's what you know that insight on that's a great example of vision Yes. How Jesus, a Jesus entranced worldview is going to um, be, be so different from, mm -hmm. from the way the world works Man. that we're not. And, and I think, you know, as a person, I, I think we can all do this, but I, I think about it pastorally, you right. know, to, to never try to, um, I don't know, in, in ways that uh, you could, use people in a spirit and spiritualize it, smear 100%. it with God talk and, and how you want to. Um, yeah. I, there's a, no, there's I, a thousand yeah. ways that that could manifest itself. Oh man. And, and I just think that that, that is a great example, but it's only in spending time in your Bible that Jesus is able to call you out on that stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you're yeah. not going to pick up on that principle from, yeah. Either either just listening to the voices of our world system or even picking up some of the greatest mm -hmm. books on leadership or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Jesus alone carries that kind of message mm -hmm. to us and by the spirit can awaken us uh, to those truths. So, yeah, yeah, I just feel like, man, yeah. I need my Bible. Yeah, <laughs> I need my totally. Bible. Yep. How That's about you? Good. What do you, yeah. I mean, what? Well, I'm in, I'm going through Matthew and mm. honestly, I'm not loving my reading plan that I told all of Veritas. To try <laughs> uh, it's the discipleship five by five reading plan. And mm. it's good. It's fine. It's just, um, you get two days off, you read for five days and you read one chapter and you take two days off. It's just, I think I would, um, appreciate more of an everyday thing. So like oh, today was an right. off day. It was cool. Um, you know, uh, a friend of mine called and just said, mm. Hey, I'm praying for you. Psalm 2911. And so mm. I've kind of been meditating on That's that awesome. today, which is great. But um, yeah, going through Matthew, seeing, seeing Jesus and how he was um, encouraging the disciples, Hey, be, beware of the, the yeast of the Pharisees yeah. that will work that kind of hypocrisy and greed and that whole yeah. way that they were, and he calls them out for, they love money. That's yeah, the problem. Totally. And so he, he wants, he wants me to, to be aware of that yeah. and to, and how I can be corrupted by my own heart can be corrupted by those things like a hunger for, you know, greed or power or, totally. or, um, celebrity, you know, I think we Absolutely. have to fight the urge of, of trying to be important people. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm just thinking about that. Um, I'm looking forward to this week as I reflect on Corinthians and on Sunday, just, just, well, yeah, I think because first Corinthians has given us that opportunity to once again, let's just all look in the mirror 
and realize, hey, yeah, we do live in a world that is certainly no better than Corinth. We have can. So we live in a very similar global situation, world situation, neighborhood situation as the Corinthian church was. And our church is a mess, mm-hmm. just like the Corinthian church. Let's just admit that. Let's just admit we need the constant sanctification and correction of the spirit because we don't have our act together. We can't sit smugly and look down on the church in Corinth and say, oh, how could you people have been so mm-hmm. like totally. the beautiful thing is to take a step back now, having completed first Corinthians and say, what do we need to gain from this? Mm-hmm. We don't want to just move on and be mm-hmm. like that guy in James, you know, that looks yeah. in the mirror and then turns around and walks away as if he yeah. didn't see anything. No, what? let's take a good look at that mirror and say, okay, God, what do you still need us to Yep. Clean up here that we didn't, yeah. we weren't aware of until you pointed it out to us. Yeah. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Well, that's uh, the word for this week is just um, being a visionary person, I think is being somebody who sees what Jesus sees yeah. and, and stepping into it and helping others do the same. So um, yeah, be encouraged this week and uh, we will see you next time. Have a great week.